podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello everybody, welcome along to post-match reaction here on the Rangers Rabble podcast. Well, what was everybody worried about? That was quite possibly the, the best 90-minute performance that we have seen at Ibrooks. In fact, we've seen from Rangers um, for a long, long time. It was complete domination. It was easy. And Stephen Naismith's going to have to go home and sleep in his cot tonight and maybe have a wee extra dummy with him and all, which just makes it even better. So there we go. So yeah, Rangers 5. Hearts nil. Um, glorious. Absolutely glorious. Five points clear at the top. Of, not clear, but five points ahead at the top of the league. I believe that's eight goals ahead now as well. If somebody can um, correct me if I'm wrong on that. Um, and I'm joined by Ian, Alex and Craig to go over um, today's game and just really enjoy being a Rangers fan. Now. So um, I was told in the, in the chat, Ian, the first question I was to ask before we even got started was, was it? Yes, it was. <laughs> Did you expect it, Ian, to be that easy? Absolutely not. Uh, this The Hearts, I don't know what it is with the Hearts. Every single time Hearts, we play Hearts, I am probably more nervous than I am for playing any other team outside of that lot. Um, and it's not been easy this season against Hearts. So I did not see 5-0. I did not see such a game where I could be relaxed from minute one to minute 95. So brilliant. Loved every second of it. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? I'm going to... Wait until Monday to bring this up. Just that wee comment. Five guys, five goals, five points clear. Um, yeah, there is some people out in the podcast world who talk absolute and complete and utter nonsense and have worse hairdos than me, um, which is absolutely something. Um, Alex, I says before we started um, that this was actually a game that I was genuinely and clearly very wrongly, but genuinely worried about coming into. Hearts were on it. Was it nine wins in a row? One of the most cons- the most consistent team in the league up until today. They've got they had Lawrence Shankland up front, who we know can create and score goals out of nothing. They actually played decent football, um, and we absolutely hammered them. Yeah, no, it was. Um, I think I said two now. But I said in the pre-match that I'm always really confident playing Hearts, especially at Ibrox, uh, more confident than Aberdeen or Hibs because I just think they come here. Their record historically coming to Ibrox is absolutely appalling. Um, I think they come here half half beaten. They they, they don't play their best football. Um, you even saw this towards the in the second half, last twenty minutes, they started knocking it about a bit. And you just, you know, they just come here. They, they start off the game. They don't play their best football. And I mean, obviously, the early goal makes makes a massive difference. But um, yeah, we just absolutely that first hour, we were just mauling them. And it was 5-0. It could have been 7 or 8 after an hour. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, I, I didn't expect it to be that easy. But um, I, I thought, I was confident we were going to win. But, no, that's absolutely fantastic. I said 5-0. Five, five um, wasn't that long ago we were worrying about goal difference. And we're now five points clear with a goal difference lead of eight. I mean, it's just it's just unbelievable, isn't it, how, how quickly we've kind of... Um, you know, we've 
as I said, not that long ago, we were kind of, you know, when are we going to go top? And now we're five, five points and they're looking at them tomorrow. So, no, just fantastic. Absolute joy to watch, especially that first hour. Just been, just brilliant. Oh, yeah, it really was. Um, I mean, Charles, I'm a super chat. Thank you, Charles. Um, demolition job today, three points, five goals outstanding. One game at a time. Um, Rugby Park will be a tough game. It will be a tough game, Craig, right? And I don't want to get too ahead of myself because, you know, Regular viewers, all the guys in the chat will know how pessimistic I am. But we're going to win the league, we're going to win the Scottish Cup, and we're going to stroll the Europa League. Yeah, if we play anywhere anywhere near the way we played today, uh, Wednesday night won't be won't be a problem. Um, none of the other games will be a problem. Um, I would hope that now performance we put in today will take a few doubters away, and and I'm bring on April the seventh for me. I thought you were going to give my throat a wee bit more time to clear there before you finish, Craig, but no, absolutely. And look, we said that again before we started, Ian, the early goal was key, when it? That was what kind of... We don't score it, I mean, it's early, early, right? So you don't, you never really expect to score that early, but we tend not to really score early goals. Now, if we do score a goal that early, we tend to then not know what to do for the next sort of 20 minutes or so, and whether we push on and get another one or sit and take what we've got and wait a bit, but now... The difference it is to have a guy who will just hit a shot from the edge of the box, and if it goes in, it goes in. If it doesn't, then the chance that someone can actually run in and get it. Um, Diamande, there's a joke to be made, diamond in the rough and all that sort of stuff. But, I mean, what a hit. That's two hits and two games and two goals, and it just settles everybody down, gets the nerves away. Um, and I, I, I think I've never I've never greeted a goal against other SPFL teams in the league other than that, that lot. Um quite like I did that one. I was out my seat, I was jumping, I was over the moon just to get that early, early goal. Just it settled me down. I don't know about them, but it definitely settled me down. Oh, but it always does. And let's discuss Diamandi then. Um Alex. Two goal two games, two goals. I think he scored something like eleven goals and ninety or something for Northland. I think that's what the commentators said. Um but it's just good to have a midfielder A helping out with goals, B taking a shot. Um, from outside the box and see fitting right into the team right away. How many signings have we had that we've had to say they need time to adapt? He's come in and settled in right away and a fantastic goal again. Yeah, no, he's he's had a fantastic fantastic start to his uh, Rangers career, hasn't he? I mean, he just looks a complete midfielder, doesn't he? Um, you know, the the number eight. He obviously he can score goals. He's got bags bags of energy. Um, Works really hard. Uh, he can break up the play as well. Um, he can. I can imagine he could play that kind of uh, more defensive role, sort of breaking things up um, and driving forward with the ball. He looks um, just looks a fantastic, fantastic signing. And as I said, for his basically, his, you know, practically his first couple of shots on goal and his two huge goals. Um, it's just just incredible. And it was such a such a brilliant finish as well, wasn't he? Just picked out that corner. It wasn't. He didn't just put his laces through it. He just um, put it exactly where he was where he was aiming, um, and yeah, just gave us that absolutely brilliant start. And then we we just didn't didn't look back after that. No, and I was I was going to ask as well, Peg, if, if you know Xander Clark could have done slightly better with it, but it was it was placed so well um, that possibly Jack Butland might not even have saved it. Although Jack Butland seems to save absolutely everything. No, it's a brilliant strike, and I think you'd struggle to get a goalkeeper stopping that one. Um, I think it's just the fact that he hits it so early, 
Um, I don't think obviously the goalkeeper Clark's expecting it. Um, but even if he even if he knows exactly where it's going, he's he's going to struggle to get that at the bottom corner. Um, fantastic strike and and like Alex said, two two shots, two pretty good goals. Um, along may it continue. Very very reminiscent of um, of Glenn Kamara when he's on the ball, but actually has a good shot on him as well at the same time. Um, yeah, I, I I did say privately that he's like a Glenn Kamara two point. No, he's a, he seems like an upgrade on Glenn. <coughs> Excuse me, but it's still in the early days. Ma. Best and throat is going, Ian. You might need to take over soon, buddy. Um, but Ian Grant, Mc, Grant McRoberts for the super chats. Thank you very much, Grant. Much appreciated. Like I say, none of us are getting ahead of ourselves, Ian. But we're going to win the quadruple, and no one is stopping Clement Ball. Clement Ball, oh dear, I don't <laughs> doesn't really sound right, does it? No, it doesn't sound right. <laughs> Sounds a little bit wrong, if anything. Um, but if we keep doing what we are doing, I don't see anybody. Anybody, and that includes that lot over the, over the road, stopping us playing. If we play like that now to the end of the season, then I don't see anyone getting close. Um, I think you might have a certain someone making a run for it as well. Um, if things keep going this way, uh, it's just he his. There's nothing he's done that's that's gone wrong so far. I mean, even the game we have lost, which is the only blip he's got. When it was that close, it was it, it, we pop, we shouldn't really have lost that either. Um, it's it's been he's been brilliant since he came in, and I know he keeps banging on about how he hasn't got a magic wand and he's not Harry Potter. Um, I'm beginning to think that he might have lied, uh, that he does have a secret stash of Harry Potter wands and he keeps waving them every week because no matter what he seems to do, he seems to get it right. And it's just yeah, getting better. Sorry, you know, on that Jerry Hardy with a, a super chat as well. Thank you very much, Jerry. Clement may not be a magician, but he is a master tactician. Um, looking at looking at that today and just like me, you quickly. Um, the difference in our play, the difference in the speed of our play, and if you noticed as well, that I don't know if you remember back, I think it was one of the one of the, the helicopter Sundays when Alec McLeish got about seventy four ball boys on the pitch just to get the ball back in play really quickly. Clement seems to be doing that now. The ball boys seem to have been told to get that ball back in play. Ah, yeah, the Dunfermline in the game that broke a certain someone forever. Um... Yeah, uh, yeah, the ball boys, you could see it, particularly the first time. One threw the ball back at Butland so quickly that Butland wasn't expecting it to come at him that quick. He was the only person who beat Butland all day was that ball boy. Um, that's what we need to do. We need to be quicker with the restart. That's always been an issue. I mean, I think it was a point today as well, the ball boys being quick, but the ball went out for a throw in and Cortez legged it after the ball, picked it up and threw it back in before Ridvan got down the pitch to take the throw in is what we're used to with the, the wing-backs taking the, with the throw in. So... It's good to see. We've been crying out for it. We've said it, I think, more than uh, 15, 20 times on these pods saying that we need to be quicker when the ball goes out of play because we are so, so slow. So that's just another part of uh, Clement and his his uh, magician self that he is. And like I say, I'll, I'll take that kind of same point to you as well, Alex, while I still have the ability to speak. Um, the, the difference that Clement is making, and we're going to come to the other goals as well, obviously, but the difference that Clement is making in this team, psychologically, is massive as well. Yeah, no, the, I mean, the team's just, I mean, what can you say? The, the team's just absolutely flying at the moment. And um, they're all just, they all just go around this thing of his thing of laser focus on one, one game at a time, just about winning each game. Um, they all say the same thing in their interviews and stuff, echoing what he says in his. Um, but no, yeah, we came out of the blocks like a like an absolute greyhound and that. And uh, 
yeah, he's. I like the love the way he's always there on the touchline driving them on. And I'm, I'm not sure I can remember seeing him in any of the games we've seen, kind of sat on his hands uh, on the bench. He's always there, kind of sort of with them at the side of the pitch, kind of driving them on. You saw him after basically every single goal. He was there, kind of clapping, driving them on again to get more goals. So. Yeah, it's like like the old word that we got with Gerard, relentless. That's that's what he's like. He's just driving them on, um, and that's why you get performance like that. We went one nil, two nil, and they were just kept pushing for more goals. Um, maybe the last kind of they sort of eased off a little bit off the throttle the last twenty twenty five minutes, but given our track record with injuries, I don't think there's going to be many complaining too much when we're five nil up in a match that we're just slightly easing off the throttle. Um, given our injury record at the moment and the reliance on certain players, so it's just it was just perfection today. He just got absolutely everything spot on today, substitutions, everything. It was it was great. Well, even at five 0 Clement's screaming on and, and trying to get them to keep pushing. And I think Clement knows how important goal difference could end up being. Um, it may not that the league could be over before we know it, but the, there's me getting ahead of myself again, getting far too ahead of myself. Um, Craig. You, you mentioned that you know there was there was a wee period in the first half where we decided just to give Hearts the ball and sit back, let them do what they wanted, and then before you know it, we hit on the counter attack, we break. Um, Sterling does phenomenal, Lawrence does phenomenal, and then Cortez with a fantastic finish. Yeah, we had a few chances before that where you sort of I think if any of them had gone in, it would have sort of put the game to bed pretty quickly. Um, I mentioned in the chat that. The goal did seem to come at the right time because it was there was about a five or ten minute period where Hearts weren't really doing a lot, but they were definitely coming back into the game and having a lot more of the ball um, and getting into our into our final third. Sterling, brilliant, held the ball up. A couple of players trying to get him off the ball, and he he holds it up for Lawrence, um, who I thought was another one who was outstanding today. Plays the ball across and Cortez without even thinking, just slides in the bottom corner. Um, how many times have we had? players on, on the wing who would take a touch there and, and try and take on the defender. Now he's got one one thing in his mind to put that in the bottom corner. And again, because he's hit it so early, um, goalkeeper ain't got a chance. And we're going, we're going what we thought was going into half-time at 2-0 and coasting um, soon got even better. It did get even better, Ian. And I'm not even going to talk about missed chances today because it's not a day for talking about missed chances. This is a day to focus on complete and utter positivity. And look, say what you want. About Serio Dessers, Ian, but that first goal from him, what a finish. Yeah, and I'm going to take it just a couple of frames back from that. That ball from John Suter was a thing of beauty. Oh, yeah. It makes the finish, but the finish itself into that corner. And that's what Dessers gives you. He's the ultimate frustration player. He will mess up the easiest of chances, and then you'll sling one in and think there's no way he's finishing that, and bang, and it goes into the bottom corner. Um, even managed to stay on side, which was lovely. Uh, despite the VAR check, which was very quick. That was it. No, was that one? That one wasn't quick, was it? That was like a two. No, that one was. It was the second one that was long. Uh, the first one was over quite quickly. And um, it was the only only spare moment I'd thought for a second. But then you see the replay. He's clearly onside. Cultured finish with his with, uh, into the corner and could be happier for the man because he does get a lot of criticism and some of it unfairly so. So it's good to see that uh, he gets a goal today to put that at that point, 15 for the season at that point. Your missus just walked behind you there, Ian, and looked at you and went, he's talking absolute nonsense. It's nothing unusual. <laughs> 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 right, with, with Dessers, I mean, 
we've we've got a we've got a good history of having strikers who are absolute finishers and we know they'll miss a few chances but they just keep their head up and they keep going and eventually they get a goal Dessas is absolutely out of that I can't remember many Rangers strikers the most famous examples obviously McCoy's but I can't remember that many Rangers strikers that stay so positive when they miss chances I mean Dessas he's like you know he'll miss one of his one of his sitters or whatever it is or one of his chances that you think he should score and whilst you're kind of you've got your head in your hand you look up at the screen and Dessas is kind of like he's almost just like kind of smiling to himself thinking you know next one keep going he's got such a positive kind of um such a positive attitude out on the pitch he just keeps keeps going he doesn't let his head go down at all um and i mean that's and that's just why he's you know he's a proper striker and why he gets those two goals i mean that bit in the first half as well where i think it, i think he was he was offside or something but like he was like a yard or so or so um a couple of yards away from the goalkeeper and he was like two or three times that he he could put he could put the ball past the keeper, but somehow the keeper keeps it out. Um, and you know, you just you see him smiling. He keeps his head up, and then after that, you just kind of, you know, no wonder he gets a couple of goals. And he could have had a hat trick as well. Like he's just got such a great attitude out on the pitch. David P. Man, you need to stop it. You need to stop it. I'm trying to host, and I'm trying to listen to what people are saying. And you're absolutely. I can see you guys smiling at something, but I'm just talking. I'm not looking at the comments. <laughs> just keep talking. Just don't look at the comments, Alex. It just puts you off. It's, it's absolute <laughs> scumbaggery, is what it is. Um, but you know what? In all seriousness, Craig, right? He's he's really good at holding the ball up and carrying the ball. And look, look he's a complete enigma. Dessels. He absolutely is. But by God, when he wants to, is he a good footballer? Yeah, there was that one. In the, that was the, there was that one early in the game when he gets the, he wins the ball sort of quite quite high up in our, in our in our half, and runs most of the way. And the only the only thing I was thinking afterwards was just a shame he had to run so far because you could sort of see that he'd run out of steam a little bit. Um, he is very much an enigma, and very frustrating, and one of those things where he should be on like thirty five goals for the season, and obviously he's not. But that's probably why we've we've got him and, and someone else hasn't. Um, but if he keeps playing the way he's playing, I'm quite happy for him to miss three or four chances a game if he's if he's then putting one or two away. Yeah, absolutely. And I think um Ian's um finding out exactly how Robert usually feels on the podcast today. Um you'll not be wanting a you'll you'll not you you won't be wanting a, a Forum Rangers win anymore, Ian, after reading hey. all these comments. I'm not bothered. If it makes the chat happy, then I don't bother. We can win six, seven, eight nil. I'll put this top on every single time and you can have as much fun as you like. I don't care. But the, the, the good thing was, Ian, I was thinking at half time, right? Okay, we're freeing a lot. It's it's been easy, it's been comfortable. So second half is going to be the usual. When they drag in, probably finish free now. We might get a fourth if we're lucky. Um the game's over. As soon as the second half starts, four nil. Yeah, because Clement's not going to have it that way. Um, Clement is very much go out, carry on doing what you're doing and do what I need you to do because there's other people waiting to take your place and I don't think being 3-0 up at half-time changes that. Uh, so uh, it was literally carbon copy for the first half, quick out the blocks, super balling again. Um, a little bit bundled, this one, but uh, Dasis is there and smash high into the net, lovely. Um, 
this one took a little bit longer on the VAR check, uh, but uh, I, I think I, I flipped back and forth saying it's handball, it's not handball. No, it looks like it's handball, it's not handball. And I was like, no, nah, it's not handball because Bomber Brown said it wasn't handball. And if Bomber says it's not handball, then it's not handball. Simple as that. And uh, well, it wasn't a handball because it came off his leg, so came off his leg, but his leg you know ball. what I was like. Uh, so but another, I mean, he had, there was no stopping it once he put his foot through it. There was definitely no half half measures on that one. Um, 16 for the season, you can't knock his numbers for this season, even if he is frustrating. I love him anyway. Yeah, guys, um, guys, you know what's going to happen? Uh, so I was just going to say, you know what's going to happen with that handball? Some Celtic fan is going to zoom in about 500 times, see that it's just flicked his hand, and then they're going to absolutely bang on about it for about a week or something, and it's going to be the evidence of the great conspiracy. You just well, know listen, that's going that's to... Wait until Muller will get a penalty in the 99th minute or more, right? He went 2-1. Then they'll absolutely um, go after that. Um, Alex, what I liked was he made changes early, and obviously I think the reason he's done that, obviously to protect some players, obviously for rotation, but I think he wanted to keep the hunger in the team. Um, specifically because we've seen, how many times have we seen a game where you are so far ahead, you are so comfortable, and the game just dies a death. So he's, he's not afraid to make changes, and he's not afraid to make changes early. Yeah, no, that's one of the things that he's got absolutely spot on since he's come on the way. He's rotated, um, given lots of people minutes, not afraid to make subs early. Obviously, he's made subs at half-time when, it, when it's been needed before. Um, I mean, you, you hear managers sometimes say, oh, it's a squad game and all this kind of stuff, but he absolutely means it. The players know that he means it, that they've all got a, they've all got a role to play. And it's why you can imagine that the spirit in that dressing room is absolutely sky high. It's not just that there's 11 players that keep going out, the same team keep going out and, and doing it for him. He's mixing up the players, he's keeping everyone happy and... Yeah, the spirit is just going to be absolutely incredible in that dressing room. And um, bringing Silver on, I thought, was was brilliant because, um, as I said, he, he played, what, 60 minutes against St. Johnston? Uh, didn't really get that many clear-cut chances, I don't think. So bringing him on and him getting his goal as well was just, just fantastic because it keeps him sharp, keeps him confident as well. Uh, and obviously, we've got Dessas as well, who's, who's uh, sky-high confidence at the moment. So... Yeah, no, Clermont's just his subs. You just can't argue with them. Um, making those kind of early subs, especially a game like this, was just uh, absolutely, absolutely spot on. And you have to say, Ian and Mark Doyle, with a, with a super chat. Thank you very much, Mark. And um, Fabio Silva looked more comfortable as a ten. Ian, I would have to agree. It was actually good to see Silva come on and play behind Dessers, and then we see what Silva can do. But we cannot, and we're going to talk about him in a wee second after we talk about Silver. You cannot ignore the assist from Lundstrom for that goal. But a great finish from Silver. A brilliant ball, but as you say, you'll you'll come back to to Lunny in a minute. Um, but that's the mark of a thirty-five million pound man because that is a quality finish. Um, and not lot, well, a little bit after that, the, that audacious effort that he had when he had no right to be taking a shot on. Uh, that that's what he can bring you. Um, so happy for him to get his goal, but I do. I agree that he looked so much far more much comfortable. Better, in that much time. better playing deeper than he to be able to run onto that ball. Yeah, definitely. He, he looked far more comfortable. He looked like he knew it. Not that he doesn't know what he's doing when he plays up top. Obviously, he, he's he's a quality player, but he looked far more comfortable. He could see what's going on in front of him a lot better. 
So therefore, he can he can make those decisions on where he's going to run and how he's going to and how he's going to run and what he's going to do so much better in that ten position. So hopefully, it's the start of something, particularly with uh, Cantwell out. That maybe that's where he sits, um, and we just fill in around him because I think he's far more comfortable in there. And if we've now got possibly three strikers, we don't know because obviously we need to have a fitness test on Roof now that he's played five minutes. Um, that. That might be something that we do going forward. But yeah, brilliant goal that he scored as well. After it was another quality goal because pretty much all of them were quality goals today. Um, And that ball from from Lunny was just special. I mean, and and this is a great point. And in fact, you know what? I'm going to save that. I'm going to come back to it. We're going to hear from Daniel Bettles quickly because if I don't get to him now, we're never going to get to him. um, Who spoke to Rangers TV um, after today's thumping win? Cyril, a fantastic performance from the squad this afternoon. Can you sum that one up for us? Um, yeah, I think uh, it was a really beautiful afternoon for everybody who loves Rangers. Um, I think we played a very good game against a, against a good team. Let's not forget they're third in the, in the league. And uh, although the result is 5-0, I think they, they didn't play a, a bad game. Um, but I think we were really, really effective. Uh, we did our job. And uh, yeah, if you can see this atmosphere here at at, at Ibrox, then yeah, yeah it's, a, it's an amazing afternoon. Getting off to such a strong start with that early goal, how important was that and, and how big of an impact did that have moving on in the game, do you feel? No, you feel, of course, like the first minutes at Ibrox, the, the energy is always buzzing. But if you can score a goal at that point, yeah, that, that, that's a big knock for them. And uh, yeah, Dio made an amazing goal uh, second week in a row now. So let's hope he can keep this going. <laughs> On a personal level, a man in the match award today, two goals for yourself. You must be really pleased with your own contribution too. Um, no, definitely. It was uh, it was hard work today because most of the teams in the league they just played the ball long, but now today they wanted to try to play a little bit, and then I have to I have to press like crazy, <laughs> run a lot, and sometimes then you you like a little bit of the freshness when you have the ball. But uh, I think I did my job for the team. Uh, happy to get two goals, and and, and especially a massive win. Uh, so really happy with this. For the squad as well, that's 10 wins in a row and since the start of 2024 and, and really building on that moving forward now too. No, that's it. Um, we're in a really good place now and uh, we we want to stay there. We we have to keep going. Um, just focus on ourselves, do the things we have to do. And uh, yeah, that's what we're doing the whole week. Uh, just focus on ourselves, work hard, do the same thing every day. And uh, yeah, we have to keep going. He made a great point there, Craig, where he said, you know, it was 5 now, but they didn't play bad. We just played really, really well. And I think that is the case. Yeah, it's one of those games where we didn't, like you can, there's been been games where the opposition turn up and you sort of see from 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 the start that they're, they're not on it and, and we sort of muddle through to a 2 or 3-0 win. But today, um, I think Hearts could have been really on it and we'd have probably still battered them 3 or 4. Um, it's one of those games where the early goal helps, but also, like you said earlier, it's just the, the speed of play, the ball getting back on. There's been so many games in the past where you wait for Tavernier to come over, you wait for Barisic to come over and take the throw in, and it completely slows the game. The opposition get get back into shape. But today was just absolutely, absolutely relentless um, from from minute one. And if we really wanted to, if we really wanted to sort of rub it in, we could easily have finished eight or nine today without a doubt. Yeah, sorry, I, I just nearly choked myself to death there. Um, one thing he did mention in that, that interview even was he said that <clears throat> I'm really losing the ability to speak now and um, that teams usually come to Ibrox and just try and play along 
that hearts were actually trying to play out from the back, which means he had to do far more pressing than what he usually does. Yeah, but I don't think he he minds pressing. I, I like Dessers when he presses. He presses really, really well. Um, and I think sometimes you watch him pressing, and then he turns around, and there's nobody following him up, which he is he gets really, really angry about, which is great to see. Uh, but Hearts, I mean Hearts, they had their moments. I mean that, particularly in the first half, there was a spell in the second half, and they had a little bit more of it towards the end of the game. But they they don't like to play that long ball if they can't. If they want to pass it through the midfield, and fair play to them, they didn't change the game plan at all. Uh, it worked for them when they played over there. It works for them most of the time. So why would you come to Ibrooks in, in confident mood and change the way you play? Um, but as good as Hearts were, we were absolutely superb and they just couldn't live with us. And long may that continue. And Charles is back in with another um, super chat, Alex. Um, when, when all games um, up to playing them, if we beat them, I say we win the league, the league of Sabres. Um it's at the same time it is too early, but also on the other hand, we are just as, as supporters, not just the team, but as supporters. I mean, we're full of confidence. Yeah, we're just an absolute winning machine at the moment. I mean, momentum it, it just couldn't be more with us. Um we've got we've got a tricky game coming up, obviously, in midweek, you know, mainly a large part because of the, the dodgy pitch that they've got down at Kilmarnock, but um but yeah, we're just going into abs- into every game, just loads of loads of confidence. Um, got the excitement of having Europe as well coming up. So the team couldn't be in a better place. The fans couldn't be in a better place. Uh, yeah, we're just just looking forward to absolutely every game. I mean, all the all the talk today about Hearts being the form team. Come on, we we knew that Hearts weren't really the form team. Rangers have been the form team for for a long time now. But since since Clement's come in, we we have been the um, the form team in Scotland, and I mean, I love I love games like this, performances like that, results like that. That they're, they're statement wins. They kind of they kind of send ripples out through the rest of through the rest of the Scottish game. Fans of all other clubs kind of will sit up and take note of that performance and that result. They'll come into games playing against Rangers with a bit more kind of fear. Bit more trepidation. Um, obviously, it sends a massive message across to the other side of the city as well. Uh, we're the top scorers in the league now. We've got the got a fantastic defence. Thirteen goals after twenty-seven games, which is just absolutely brilliant. Um, it's just it's all going Rangers' way, and we're, we're just riding the crest, riding the crest of the wave at the moment. And um, yeah, just just couldn't get much better at the moment. No, and as Ian, as Craig, sorry, just put in the private chat, they are 52 points for 57 since coming in, which is, is more than impressive considering where we were when that man came into our football club. Now, I'm just going to leave this here. Beep, bop, boop. The super chat. Thank you, Beep. <coughs> well, I'm just going to leave that there. Um, you can never read that and you can give your answer. We all know Ian's answer. You can all give your answer. Um, <coughs> on to that there for Beep. Thank you, Beep. Um, although what I, what I also liked today was that we didn't miss Cantwell Craig that's not saying that we won't in the future but I think what that says more than anything was that Lawrence came into that team today and was phenomenal yeah we've now got players where they can come in and we don't see a drop in quality um, how many games the last couple of years have we had where 
a key player has been missing and the person that comes in to replace him isn't isn't that level and 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 immediately immediately he's um he's onto a losing battle Lawrence coming in is fantastic you then got Silva obviously who come in as the as the 10 you Diamandi who can play as the 10 so many players now that can actually fill in those roles so we're not so dependent on a Cantwell or other players, like for example, in the past, we've been so reliant on Morelos and Kent. When when one of those weren't playing, we, the replacements weren't weren't up to their standards. Um, but I think it's just it's just the mentality that the manager is putting into this team, where I'm trying to uh, <laughs> not get distracted by the comments. Um, you've got a manager who is a proper manager and will not accept anything less than a hundred percent. Like Alex said earlier, when goals were going in. The first thing it shows when you see Clement on the sideline, he's pushing the team on to get more and keep going. And it's just great to see. I dread to think, and I, and I don't want to think about it, but I dread to think where we'd have been if, if he hadn't come in when he did. I mean, or where we'd have been if he'd come in, come in earlier. But what I suppose what we have to also say as well, with regards to Lawrence, you know, there's a lot of his movement we wouldn't have seen because he does so much off the ball movement as well when he opens up space on the pitch as well as what he does on the ball. I mean, there's a few people in there saying, you know, he was okay, he wasn't great. I, for, for me, you know, I, I thought he was fantastic. Lawrence was superb today. He always found pockets of space. It's not very often that he misplaced the pass. Every, pretty much most of his passes found the man. Um, he seems to know how to ghost into to space. Decent. He's got good feet. Um, he can hit a shot as well. He's, he's just he's had he's, he's had a decent game today. It's just that. You look at it on the a taste of other players that have played today, like Ridvan, Lunny, uh, Diamande, Dessas to an extent as well, that they've, they've, they've played above his level today, which makes you think, well, Lawrence hasn't had a good game, but only because they were so on it that Lawrence playing what he how he normally plays doesn't look as good. But he had a very good game today. I was quite impressed and quite happy that he's in there for, for Campwell. Um I don't. I think we'll probably see him there against Kilmarnock as well. I don't think that the manager's worried about risking, even though he has got a, a slight injury record with us. That I don't think the manager's thinking of um, the, the pitch, the, the the way that other previous managers have done. So yeah, he's had a since he's come back in. This is the Lawrence that we've been hoping to see since he's come in uh, and, and come back from injury. And glad that it doesn't seem to have, that injury hasn't really taken away from his game, which a serious injury like that can do. So I'm more than happy with, with Lawrence and I thought he was decent today. Camwell injured. We start with Lawrence. We bring him off in 55 minutes. Uh-huh. Um, to give him a rest. And then we bring Fabio Silver on for him. If that isn't squad depth, folks, I don't know what is. Um, that, I, that's just incredible. And Alex, for me, the man of the match, <clears throat> it's really... I'm going to contradict myself, right? Because that's just what I do, right? But um, man in a match today for me by a clear distance, even though it was really difficult to pick a man in a match. See the contradiction there? Um, John Lundstrom, I thought. I mean, we've been waxing lyrical about him since Clement came in, but again today, he done. He was he was everywhere and he was outstanding. Yeah, after a game like today, there's so many contenders for man of the match, which is exactly what you want. Um, Lundstrom was just brilliant and he's been... A, a real contender for, I'd say he's been a contender for, for player of the season, certainly since Clement's come in. Um, 
he just runs it in the middle, doesn't he? Everything goes through him. He picks it up from the defence. Uh, he links it up um, on the edge of the uh, at the edge of the box as well. He can play the little passes uh, like like he played today, uh, playing silver in. So yeah, he had another absolutely fantastic game. Obviously, he kind of dominates in there as well physically, making tackles. Um, he's one of these guys that will he'll go in with a slide tackle or something just to just to kind of give the place a lift if it's needed. Uh, he had a he had a fantastic game today. Des is obviously in a big, big shot man of the match, but um, Ridvan was he was a real contender for man of the match for me today. He was just just brilliant, one of his best performances. Um, the amount of times he swung in those crosses, and I'm sure I wasn't the only one thinking, you know, Barisic. What is it, Barisic? Oh, we we play him for the crosses and Ridvan Ridvan more for kind of driving forward. But some of those balls that Ridvan was putting in was, uh, you know, Barisic would have been proud of those as well. Uh, and he he looks so strong as well defensively. It's like okay, he doesn't have the he doesn't have it in, in terms of height for aerial challenges, but on the ground he doesn't get pushed off, does he? He doesn't. No one out muscles Red Van. Uh, he's so kind of determined as well with his defensive game. Uh, he looks really solid at the back as well. I think. I mean, when there was talk of him maybe leaving, um, us getting some money for him. I think maybe a few at the time were kind of thinking, well, you know, but at the moment he's not a player that I would want to uh, want to be losing at any point. He was uh, he was really good today, so he was possibly a man a man of the match. As I said, it could have been Lundstrom, it could have been Dessers. Um, you know, the could boys. Have, listen, it, it could have been Lundstrom. It could have been Dessers. It could have been Suter. Um, it could have been Diamande. Um, it could have been Silva when he comes on and he scores a goal right away. Like I say, Craig, it's, it's it's not easy, but for me, I I, I just I feel as if Lundstrom was was a step above. But Alex mentioned Ridvan there. That was his by by a country mile his best all round game. It's almost as if the the game today it just clicked for everybody. Um, but but Yilmaz with his tackling, beating Warren Shankland in the air for a header, he's crossing. Um, full package, man, outstanding. Yeah, it's one of those games where you can't really say, "Oh, that player had an off game." That player had an off game. Everyone was, everyone was everyone. on it. Um, I, I really liked Diamande. Just everything that he did was was simple. Um, Lundstrom was brilliant. Lawrence, Ridvan, Dessers, Cortez, I thought was really good as well. Um, Sterling, a position where he doesn't normally play, I thought he was really good. The fifty odd minutes that he played, um, the one, the one player that you at one point I thought probably was having an not the best game because he wasn't doing anything was Butland and then he's and then he pulls a few saves out towards the end so um everyone was absolutely on it and, and that's what you want you want a game where you are struggling to pick a man of the match and if we've got 11 11 more games like that the remainder of the season then I'm then I'll be a very happy boy and I also we're going to come to Sterling in a wee second Dean but I also think the captain Taff I thought he was brilliant today as well I've, but but he's brilliant in a much different way if that makes sense as a as a defender, I thought he was fantastic. Um, it's not just all about for him getting forward anymore, getting balls in the box. Um, and his leadership, I think, has grown under Clement as well. Yeah, I mean, I can see a couple of people in the comments saying that they don't think he was at it. I mean, there's a couple of assists in there for today for Tav. He's made the keeper work with a couple of shots. Again, it's one of these that, that Tav 
no matter what Tav does, he, he'll always get criticism from some quarters. And he's another one, like we kind of talked about in the, the pre-show, even though I got it completely wrong and said it was his 300th game and it was Goldson's. Um, he's going to be um, another one of those players that we are not going to miss until he's not here. Um, I think he has improved since Clement come back in. His defending is better. We, I still have the occasional FFS Tav moment. They're, they're still there. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't think he really did anything wrong today. No, no, I don't think he did. Um, but, Alex, we have to talk about Dujon Sterling. Um, <clears throat> what position can this man not play? <laughs> that is a really good question, actually. Um, you just kind of think that if he was if he was in goal, he'd do a really good job as well. He's just, he's, he's just an absolute kind of, he's got the spirit of a lion, the way he just kind of battles away, gives, he's so reliable. He, you know, manager's dream. You can see why Clemon just want, is so happy just to slot him into these positions. He's so solid physically. Um, he, he just dominates whoever he's up against. Whoever he's up against physically, he just kind of dominates. He doesn't get pushed around. Um, technically, he's got the technical ability as well. You know, as I said in the pre-match, when we come through Chelsea Academy, technically he's a good player. Um, I mean, that was the one thing before the match, I thought, well, Sterling at right wing, are we going to lose a bit in kind of attacking force? But he just did such such a good job up there. And it's obviously he's not he's not got the spectacular kind of skills or anything, you know, beating the same man twice or something. He just keeps it really simple what he does up there. But um, it's just it's simple and effective. And that's another position that he's done and just done a really good uh, a really good job at. And I think that may be your way in the background there, Ali's going yeah. to absolutely that. Um, oh, I've got what. three of them, so I presume it's the young. I presume it's the youngest one, but uh, yeah, I was wondering whether that was coming through. Let's hear for the manager, shall we? Before I lose the ability to breathe, let's hear for the manager. We've had five no victory over Hearts this afternoon. What pleased you most about that performance from your team? Um, the energy, the the will. Uh, the will to score goals and to score more goals and not giving away chances. Uh, and for sure, the synergy with the fans. It's amazing for the moment. Uh, already in the warm-up, you feel uh, the togetherness, the, the passion together, the belief together. So that pushed my players. And it's, uh, it's, really, yeah, it's really what I love and what I, I wanted to see the first day I stepped into this building because I knew how great it can be. We talked about that in the beginning and I start to feel it more and more in my players also. Is that the most complete performance you've seen since you joined as manager? Um, yeah, probably. Probably it is also with uh, with five really nice goals, really good goals and keeping a clean sheet, what also stays important. And against the team who was third in the league and that was uh, 12 games unbeaten. Uh, let's not forget that. So. That's also an important part that you take in account for this game. All three of the, the January signings had a big impact today. They were all on the score sheet too. How, how happy have you been with the way they've been settling in and growing in the squad too? I'm really happy with them, but also with the rest of the squad because they've been helping them from the first second they were in the building, on the field, over the field. And you see this team is really a team. It has grown to be a team. And it's now by staying humble, uh staying hard working what they've been doing and continue having this hunger to grow as a as a squad as a team as an individual 
that's that's crucial for the next weeks and the next months and and to confirm they can be really pleased about their game today but i want to see the next training people coming in with a lot of ambition to do better than what they did today. defensively defensively as well to, to limit hearts chances you touched on the threats that they had and, and to be able to keep a clean sheet as well you must be delighted with that yeah it's really important although uh i think we had too many shots on on goal against second half but you make a lot of changes that moment also in hearts is nothing to lose anymore they throw everything in front so that's also one part of the story but uh yeah clean sheets very important and uh our defensive line played a really good game, but also the midfield, uh, the attacking players in the way they press, it's, it's crucial in the way we want to play football. I mean, the guy does, is classy, and, and even the managers are admitting there that it's the most complete performance he's seen. Yeah, but you want to say it takes time to get there, but obviously we've been building this up and building this up, so it was going to happen eventually. Um, we always say that one day we are going to give a team a good hiding, and today's that day. Um, Go back to Bebop Boop's question from earlier on. I don't have a big enough plate. Um, that man just he just works wonders. And there was something in his presser from Friday that he said he wants to cut out the silly mistakes that we make that, that present teams' chances. And I don't think I think Hearts worked for their chances today. We didn't give away a chance. The, the chances they did get, they worked for. Um, so even that's beginning to work now as well. So um, long may that continue. And if we can get better, because that's what he'll want. He'll see that now, but he'll want to move it on and he'll want to get it better. If he can do that, then I think we're in for a hell of a remainder of the season now. I mean, I'm, I'm basically completely changing the subject from today's game, Craig. But And again, I don't want to get too ahead of myself, right? But within three years, can Clement win as a Champions League? That's that's a big ask, but if anyone can do it, I think uh, I think big. No, but in all seriousness, though, um, you listen to the guy talk there, and you know you always hear managers say, um, "Ah, next game, no, I want to go for the next game. I want to do this." But you truly believe it with this guy? We've just won five 0 It'll give the players a night, and then as, as soon as they come back in for training, it's forget about that. We move on. Yeah, you're only as good as your last game or your last pass, as uh, as Richard Goff used to say. So I think it's. Uh, it's certainly something that he he's put the standards back in, and he, he will not accept anything less than than a hundred percent. We'll go into the next game, and, and he'll go in and say, "I don't care if you won the last game one nil or five nil or ten nil. You put the same level of performance in for me, um, for me, for you, and for the fans." Um, and I think that's what that's what he'll he'll be demanding for the rest of the season. And he he won't be getting carried away by us being five points clear or ten points clear. He'll he'll want he'll want to go into every single game like we're two or three points behind and chasing it. No, absolutely. Um, and actually, Charles has just put it in the comments, but I was literally just about to bring them both points up. Um, it's all about Rangers um, not interested in them. I, I get that point of view, Alex, but we're now, right now as it stands, we're involved in a title race. So we have to be interested in what they do. Yeah, I mean, I think there's... Um, and. Uh... Clement said it himself. There's a there's a big difference between obviously the fans and the team. I 100% believe him that they are totally focused on Rangers, totally focused on one game at a time. As he says, the having the ambition to play absolutely fantastically every game to win it, to win it convincingly, to score score lots of goals, one game at a time. Whoever the opposition is, and I totally believe him that he's not looking at the table. He's not worried about points gaps. 
um, or anything like that. Obviously, he's not not oblivious to it. Um, if, it if it's if it's mentioned to him, he, he he knows the situation. But I totally believe that that's his mindset. I mean, he he says that there is no other way. His philosophy is there is no other way to win consistently than just being laser focused on one game at a time. It's not a cliche to him. He actually believes it. That is his kind of, to me, if there's one kind of central thing of his philosophy, that is it. That just one focus on one game at a time, absolute ambition to play as brilliantly as you can in that one game against whatever opposition it is, and then move on to the next one. And as I've said loads of times before, the players, whenever they're interviewed, they just come out with the same thing because they are 100% bought into it. And why wouldn't they? We're winning absolutely, you know, practically every game every game we play. But then the fans are totally different. He said as well, he wants the fans to dream. He wants them to hope. Um, you know, when you get that kind of nonsense about, oh, you know, don't look too far ahead, blah, 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 as if, you know, players are on Twitter looking at what fans are saying about, you know what I mean? It's totally different. The fans can look ahead. I'll be doing what I usually have been doing recently, set the game tomorrow. I'll be keeping an eye on it. I'll see see how they do. Um, you know, hoping that um, Motherwell can do something that they probably won't. But as I said, the fans are totally different. We can absolutely revel in it if they drop points, whatever. That's totally different. But the team is, is um, laser focused on one game at a time. Um, and yeah, I think uh, he 100% he means that when he says it like, but they're 100% focused on the next game. I completely understand that. But not just the fans. The players will be keeping an eye on that game tomorrow to see how Celtic are playing, what's the result. Um, scouting as well, how do we get at them, what's their weak points. So, of course, you must keep an eye on your closest rivals when you are going for a title. That's just basic sense. And also, and this is just a quick point, Ian, before we, we finish up, um, Charles, again, thank you very much, buddy. Um, we don't have a great record at Kelly. Let's do it. We've got a dreadful record at Rugby Park. Um, and, and it's a place that I absolutely hate going to. Um, and on Wednesday, this for me is a massive test. Just in my head, the way I'm thinking now, this could change next week, right? As my thoughts usually do. We go and win at Kelly. We go and win at Kelly comfortably. We win the league. That's how poor yeah. our record is at Rugby Park. I go with that. I bet. I mean, the one thing for Kelly, though, is it's not just we have a dreadful record at, at Kilmarnock. A lot of teams are struggling at Rugby Park. Um, Aberdeen again today, just because I like saying it, lost 2-0 to, to Kilmarnock. So, um, Celtic have lost there this season. Um, we've lost. We've lost there already this season. So the, McInnes has built a very, very decent Kilmarnock team. They've got some decent quality players in there as well. And the addition of Van Veen, it makes it difficult. But that said, we play like we played today on what is potentially a, a dreadful pitch, but um, uh, Clement won't have that as an excuse at all, then Kilmarnock won't get anywhere near us. We just keep playing like we're playing, worry about us, pretty much like, like Charles has said as well, worry about us, don't worry about them. Um, that includes Kilmarnock, don't worry about them, play our way, and, and we should, touch wood, bag those three points. Um but like you said, the, I'm, I'm with you. It, it, in my head as well, it's like, let's not get too carried away because it can all turn around in the blink of an eye. Um, but I'm it's just, I think that's just an old angel pass thing, you know? It's, you know, don't don't celebrate where we are right now. It's not as if we were like 12 points behind and then eight points behind and then seven points behind. Um, don't 
don't celebrate the fact that we've managed to claw ourselves into and lead a title challenge. How dare you? I will until tomorrow. Because it might not happen. Because it might not happen. So don't get excited. Don't enjoy the moment. Just, just don't even like. Just don't watch football anymore. What's the point? No, I'm just doing. I'm just doing what Big Phil says to do. Enjoy the day. Forget about it. After today, then move on to the next one. I'm just buying into the Big Phil philosophy. Um, I'm not. I'm not getting carried away. But I have booked tickets for Dublin. That's that. <laughs> I think a lot of people have. By the way. <laughs> Um, oh, that would be fantastic if that idea. I'm, I'm just going to make a point with the thing of the, um, you know, the pitch, and I, it's a point I've raised as well about, you know, our, our record is appalling at uh, Rugby Park, and a big part of that is the pitch. Look at the recent games we've played, where we've been away at St Mirren, we've played St Johnston as well, and the big themes of those matches have been dodgy pitches, rubbish pitches. Clermont seems to have a formula for playing teams. On these dodgy pitches and it's with massive emphasis on controlling the game and whatever the pitch is if we've got the ball for 85 percent of the time or whatever then they're not going to be scoring any goals and he kind of focuses he has a different approach to some of these games i think and as i said where where the pitch is going to be dodgy that's what i think he's going to focus on just really controlling the game um one of these we've had quite a few games recently where like teams haven't even had a shot on target during the game, just because um, not necessarily we've been like attacking constantly the whole time, but we've just really controlled it. So I think that's what he's going to go into um, on um, in midweek, just really kind of focusing on controlling the game. And uh, you know, I'm really confident we're going to we're going to win that win that game as well. But uh, it is a trickier trickier game compared with some of them. But um, yeah, just you can't have anything but total confidence in Clement at the moment. I would probably say it's the hardest away game we could have. Maybe, or anybody in Scotland really could have at the moment, the way that they're playing. And, and Jim Sloan, £10 super chat, thank you very much. Jim, Jim had a message. It's Jim's message, not mine. Don't shoot me. Um, but yeah, Jim's happy. I'm happy. Everybody in the panel's happy. Everybody in the comments is happy. Jim, thank you for your support, my friend. Um, you do it every week. It's greatly, greatly appreciated. It's just good to be in a good mood and be happy. Um, as a Rangers supporter, I suppose, for a change. Um, yeah, so we'll be back on Monday with the phone in. You get your points across, you you, you tell us what you think. It, it could be an even better Monday night phone in after tomorrow. Who knows what's going to happen? And um, We shall see. And then, of course, we're back midweek for build-up and reaction from Kilmarnock. And then we've got Rabble Extra on Friday. And then we've got build-up and reaction at the weekend. Loads and loads of content. Hundreds of content. I hope the guys have got the Scottish football show on tomorrow as well, but I haven't checked, so I don't know, but I will find out. Um, if you haven't already, please do subscribe to the channel on YouTube if you haven't already. That's twice I've said that. And, of course, give a, give the show a like um, or a dislike. Give it a dislike if you don't like it. You can always do that. Um, every little helps. Um, yeah, that's Tesco. I was going to say Asda, but that's Tesco. Um, if you're watching on Facebook, Give us a give this a share on Facebook, follow us on Facebook, and of course retweet and follow on Twitter as well, or X or or whatever the hell that's called. And uh, I suppose, yeah, as Beat Bob says, you know, sports scene could be fun. Um, I probably still won't watch it, but it could be fun. So thank you, Ian. Thank you, Alex. Thank you, Craig. Thank you, everybody who sent in the super chats, everybody in the comments, everybody for watching. We love your support and we thank you. And we shall speak to you Monday night.
Podcast Network.